Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 103 of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. I am one of your hosts, Jim Viscardian, as always, joined by Megan Peters and Christian Hoffer. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Wow, that Boom. was there's, the most exciting that the Hopper energy has I'm looking ever for coming from Christian Hoffer. That's that's what we uh, that's what we need here. If you are new here, congratulations! You just found your new favorite Pokemon podcast. We talk about everything Pokemon related: the anime, the games, the stuff. You name it. If it's got a big honking Pokemon logo on it, we're or even a small Pokemon even a logo small. on. You know, <laughs> yeah. we we do I not mean, discriminate based on logo size. Yeah. That that yeah. fair. That is that is fair. Uh, you can listen to us live every Monday, twelve o'clock Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, five p.m. across the pond. Ton of new listeners in the Twitch chat today, which I one hundred percent appreciate. Lady Valor seventy seven eleven, GG Phoenix, uh, and as always, we always have our, our good friends Calder Rankin um, and and a number of others. I think uh, our our good friend Huckleberry Flynn, I think, is watching on YouTube right now. Which uh, just I'm gonna give him the shout out. I want him to know we see him. So anyway. We have a lot of fun Pokemon stuff to talk about uh, today, so we're just going to jump right into it. We got Pokemon Go news, we got Pokemon Snap stuff to talk about, and some fun anime news. So I'm excited. In the world of Pokemon stuff, apparently, Mm -hmm. we are getting a fossil exhibit. Well, we as using that right you're using we uh, we as in the the very the the global public <laughs> the, are the getting fandom, the, fandom <laughs> the global <laughs> public it's the japanese public that's the, what the, i mean look yeah, the, the fandom's getting it but we will inevitably get pictures and tiktoks and tweets i right, mean come exactly. on it, it, we, it happens we don't it get is to the see royal it in person. you know we don't get to see it in person but still yeah, so there's this pretty cool fossil exhibit that uh, it's a touring fossil exhibit that will be opening in Japan. Basically, they are using the concept of fossil Pokemon to basically teach kids about paleontology. It, it's actually one of the uh, real world slash Pokemon tie-ins that really makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I, I think it's but but is it is it like the the good fossil stuff or like the abominations we just got in Sword and Shield? So the the at least the promo picture made no reference um, mm-hmm. to to right. the abominations. Uh, I I will <laughs> I will state you know like uh, when when I was doing my research about it because you know those 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 Pokemon are basically 
um, the Pokemon Company's way of giving the thumb to poor uh, paleontologists or thumbing their nose. Excuse me, giving the thumb. I don't. It's a Monday. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, so, you know, basically I, I'm pretty sure that they are teaching about good paleontology, <laughs> um, which means those, those, those terrifying, uh, things, uh, will not be referenced at all. Um, so, so thank goodness. Uh, yes, the crystal palace dinosaurs, uh, <laughs> hopefully won't even get a shout out there. Um, but you know, one of the cool things is they will have a, an apparently two scale, uh, full scale model of a tyrantrum, uh, dy- of a tyrantrum, uh, skeleton, uh, which, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, that should be an eight footer, um, which Look, is pretty first, cool. First, first Japan gets Mewtwo in, in a, in a tube basically that talks to you. And now, now they get a giant Pokemon dinosaur fossil. Yeah, they multiple. get they get all Mul- the multiple. Cool That's unfair. We've, so, we've discussed this so many times. They get all the cool stuff. I, it's, I, it's just how it goes. I I am curious. So I think it was back in either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I think it was twenty nineteen because it was when they did the World Pokemon Championships in DC. I think uh, mm-hmm. they did a bunch of fossil Pokemon, uh, like kind of as like a backdrop to like the the main stage. It was kind of like they had all these like. Po- you know, fossil Pokemon skeletons. And I'm kind of curious if that, if they basically used those and brought them over for this exhibit. Uh, I, I think this is a really cool idea. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really neat. Like I said, I, I wish we had stuff like this in the United States. I think with how much Pokemon has blown up in the last couple of years, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it would be a good idea. We just, we just talked about it in a recent episode, right? Like do, do uh you know destination pokemon center exhibits find some you know we don't you know obviously the main draw would be the big biggest cities to put them in but find like a a a, a second you know a b-level city you know where it's probably cheaper to to build something like this and make it a tourist attraction so i think easy peasy I think for stuff like this, you know, the interest is there for like a children's museum. You know, there's children's museums all over the place. Like, you know, yeah. like I know Nashville's got a great children's museum that, you know, yeah. I'm sure would pick something up like this. Columbus yeah. has one. Uh, literally every major city has a pretty yeah. decent. Or just, or make it one of those, um, those, uh, those touring exhibits, right? Yeah. Like, I know, yeah. like, like I mean, you, can't, you can't it do it now. Yeah, it definitely doesn't need to be a permanent thing. I mean, the the cost of maintenance upkeep. That I mean, that's something the Pokemon Company's just not going to go for. That's like a whole logistical <laughs> branch that it would have to kind of create and dedicate. But I could definitely see it doing a touring exhibit. I mean, if they've already, if it if it does use those uh, figures that were used at the DC World Championships, then I mean, they they understand logistics of shipping. They're already going to know how to do the touring in Japan. Uh, I feel like that would be a really great kind of test because there's like this weird dinosaur exhibit that uh, in Tennessee would always come to the national fairgrounds every year. And I was like, like, I giant weird live dinosaur thing. Weird (laughs) animatronic dinosaurs. And like, they're not good quality. They're not fun. But like for a kid, like for a kid, you really don't care. Like you're just like, Oh my God, it's huge. But like, if you're the parent or the chaperone or babysitter, you're kind of just like, all right, this is lame. But right. if it was a Pokemon dinosaurs, then it's the best of both. Then it's the best. So yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, come on, if you're going to do it, you might as well be the very best. So love it. Uh, all right. So, so Japan, Japan gets all the fun. We don't. Womp womp. Uh, all right. Uh, Pokemon go uh, news, Pokemon, a Pokemon snap event is launching this week. Yep. 
we, on Thursday. We, on Thursday. Uh, and it runs through the weekend. Uh, Take basic, pictures of your Pokemon. Yep. Uh, Shiny Smeargle. <laughs> Shiny Smeargle is the uh, is the featured Pokemon. Um, excuse me. Uh, there will be uh, different Pokemon that are appearing in new Pokemon Snap. That will be appearing more often in raids and in the wild. So, uh, I'm pretty curious to see how this uh, this this event like stacks up with actual uh, new Pokemon Snap. Um, it, it it should be interesting. I, I'm curious to see uh, which Pokemon uh, from new Pokemon Snap make it into um, into the game, and that's all I will say about that. I'm no, allowed to say anymore. Remember, remember when they really tried to make Smeargle like a thing? Like, remember, like there was a oh, time yeah. where it felt like they really were pushing Smeargle pretty hard. Well, it was just because you know when you withhold something from the populace for so long, it becomes a thing. Um, kind of like Kecleon. Like everyone wants Kecleon, <laughs> and Kecleon will be an absolutely useless Pokemon, but people want that hole in their Pokedex filled. That uh, mm. and yes, uh, shiny Smeargle for the record, shiny Smeargle is going to be shiny locked to this event. So, um, as as an FYI, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So if you don't get shiny Smeargle, uh, you'll have to wait until the next time they make it available. This won't be like every other uh, Smeargle, uh, every other shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Go, where once they're in rotation, they come back. There's only a few exceptions to this, and apparently, shiny Smeargle is one. I have no idea mm. why. <laughs> I mean, why not? Honestly, why yeah, not? exactly. Makes Look, literally no like sense. I, like I said, there was a time where it felt like they they were trying to make Smeargle like one of the you know like uh, official mascots of the brand. But I mean, why? Uh, I mean, you yeah, know, there, there was a period like in the like late nineties, early two thousands, where like I would see a bunch of promo stuff with Smeargle, like for anime, and like I remember mm. there was like some like promo stuff on some of the like booster sets at the time that had Smeargle mm-hmm. like painting on it. I remember they there were stickers on that okay. because at the time I was like, Oh, that's so cool. I like this Pokemon. <laughs> so like I caught it a couple times and then, you know, I fundamentally realized even at my young age that it was pointless. So, but anyways, <laughs> there was a time it kind of felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, after a, a brief hiatus, I guess uh, team rockets coming back. Yeah, team. Yes, team. Pokemon Go. Team Rocket has returned after about twenty some <laughs> days missing from the game, with no real exploration uh, explanation as to why. They gave us thirty Pokeballs and a Team Rocket radar as compensation for the fact that no one could progress uh, any of their Team Rocket goals or research. Um, you know, it was the whole thing is just weird. Just the entire I I don't understand it uh, because like when they're like yeah team go, team rocket encounters crash uh you know cra- crashed uh, the game uh you know I I saw like all the you know chat uh you know mm-hmm. kind of surrounding it and there was a lot of maybe that happened to me once but it wasn't that big of a deal um, mm-hmm. but apparently it was uh, I I think they're kind of like making them disappear for 20 days with like really no communication and then eventually bringing it back. Um, only, you know, that, that's the only reason this is a story at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, they just missed out on like the best opportunity to have like the thing that was like, Oh, sorry, team rocket accidentally blasted off again. Yeah. Take something Like they could have done something just like a little note. They didn't have to like, 
say specifically anything or like use like, I guess, like the kind of jargon that you would expect from like a press statement or something. They could have just done like a little fun little end thing and like, whoops, sorry. And then they also yeah. could have given something more than those Pokeballs because <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody <laughs> has them. If you play Pokemon Go regularly enough to be upset about Team Rocket missing for that long, you <laughs> don't have an issue with not having enough Pokeballs. We could have used something so else. So mad. So mad about the what what they what they wanted to like you know what they gave away and I I it was cracking me up like people were just like um you know like people were really mad like this is all we're getting thirty pokeballs <laughs> and super rocket radar I mean, you also like, they didn't have to give you anything they could have just not, they could have just been like honestly they you might not even notice at least they did something so i mean there is there is at least that that we can i would have i would have preferred i would have preferred remote uh raid battle passes but yeah, yeah. well yeah that's that's everybody they need speaking of those they need to up the limit of what you can carry from three because that is that is ridiculous that you can only carry three at a time yes i i i agree with that like what <laughs> what is up with that I, I think it's dumb. There's just no, they're there. You know, you can literally like, carry a million of everything else. I but think remote that, raid battle passes three. That's it. It's 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 a it's a way to keep people. You know, because they give them away at a pretty decent click click, and I think they just don't want I people know, to stop. That's why I want more. <laughs> I I, yeah. I hey, I agree with you. I'm right yeah. there with you. Um, like I said. There are well, that's the thing, but they're so Niantic easy. To, but they're so easy to burn through, right? Like one well, good they want you to weekend, buy them. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, but like even if everyone stocks up with them, like stocks up on them, like you're still gonna burn through those pretty regularly. That like you're because what'll happen is you'll use them more, and then what? And then like a big raid event will happen, and you'll be like, oh crap, I used all of my, uh, I, I used all my raid passes. I guess I'm gonna have to buy some, and then boom, buy some. And this is how Pokemon Go makes record-breaking uh, revenue every <laughs> single year. Yeah. <laughs> this is how yeah. they get those billion-dollar figures, is they know they don't want you to stockpile, because then they'll know you'll burn through it, and then they're going to get you comfortable. Then they're going to do an event, and you're going to spend some big bucks on those those raid passes. So, I mean, it's ingenious. It's evil. But that's, I guess, microtransactions in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well that's uh that's about all we've got for pokemon go uh news do we know what the uh spotlight hour pokemon is this week uh i mean we do give me a second let me go back and look it up um spotlight hour is finneon this week which i am guessing is uh related to pokemon new pokemon stamp um mm for reasons I'm not allowed to talk about. All right. So for, for everyone listening or watching or whatever, uh, Christian has played Pokemon snap. Are we allowed to even say that? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I didn't, I certainly didn't say that. That's I mean, fair. you've already anyway, said it and we're anyway, live. Anyway, it's coming out, really, anyway, it's coming out this week. It. It's coming out this week. So we have to be careful on what we say and can't say. So, yes. uh, it, it, so it, it is like, everyone's like, why are they being all weird this week? It's because of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it's it's a shame that we don't do this one on Wednesday because then I could right. talk a lot more about yeah. about so next about next things. Monday you will hear all of our stuff. Uh, maybe yeah. we'll do maybe we'll do something special, uh, you know, coming up. Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, that's that. Um, well, let's we're going to take a quick uh, sixty second uh, break, really quick, to pay for the show, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about Pokemon Snap, like we just said we couldn't. So let's have fun. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so one of the things that we are going to do, like we like we like to do on this show, uh, is help manage expectations. <laughs> and so, in doing so, I think one of the things that you know that we we're go- we want to talk about is you know with Pokemon Snap coming out, obviously that original game took the world by storm. Like it was a at the time, not the biggest game. Looking back on it and what its impact uh, of, um, you know, on Pokemon fandom as a whole for a certain generation, massive. And so uh, the the question is, is one, can this game, can the new game do the same thing? Uh, or, uh, you know, and and what would, what would make it a disappointment? And so, Megan... Let's let's start with you. Let's talk about what would make a new Pokemon Snap a success. I mean, I think for me, the thing that would make Pokemon Snap a success is obviously kind of having more expansive options. Um, you know, when it comes to the kind of Pokemon, you can like photograph the number of places that you can visit. I mean, just kind of something just a little bit bigger. Um, I think for me, the thing that I'm still, you know, itching to do is is there to kind of be like a the thing that I remember the most from Pokemon Snap is being able to print off pictures. So, I mean, earlier uh, last week, I mean, we learned that Instax is, is putting out a printer for Pokemon Snap that you'll be able to buy, um, which I will be buying. Um, I already have the <laughs> printer in question. It's basically Instax is releasing uh, with Fujifilm and Nintendo is a uh, Pokemon a printer Pikachu. that... Yeah, so it's got like a Pikachu thing and uh, you can connect uh, basically your... Um, pictures that you take a Pokemon snap to your phone and then you can print the images, uh, you know, at home with film that you buy. Uh, this is the Fujifilm link, I believe, or Instax link, which I already have the original version. So I'm going to be getting that Pikachu case. Um, so I'm really excited for that because like, that was a big thing for me. Um, and I just think kind of like just the, the relaxation bit of it, like, like before, you know, I played Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley or anything like that. Uh, Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Puzzle League, I guess, were my relaxation games. They were just like really chill. I wasn't, you know, super stressed out, just taking just taking pictures, basically. Um, so if it has that same kind of feel, just, you know, bigger and more expansive, I think it's a success. And I think if it doesn't kind of capitalize on the nuance of Pokemon and having more intricate Pokemon behavior present itself and just kind of natural habitats. Um, if it's missing that in the game, I think it'll be more of a disappointment. Um, I definitely <laughs> want to see 
kind of the interactions between wild Pokemon that they're they're going to show in this in this game. I mean, we've seen poor Magikarp getting eaten in multiple <laughs> ways. I want to see I want to see other you know you know you change the command. I mean, I just want to see how that habitat works out. Uh, Megan, does the does the printer action. does the printer print on sticker paper or is it just like? So you can get paper. you can get Fujifilm sticker um, prints. Uh, you have to buy that specific film though. Oh, okay. um, so it's basically a Polaroid camera, and so you uh, can just use traditional Polaroid film. Uh, you can use you know there's there's fancier kinds that you can buy online of some mm. which are sticker backgrounds, um, but you know okay. traditional works either way. So okay. I don't have sticker backgrounds. I have a ton of Fuji film for my wedding that's coming up this year because we're going to take pictures. Uh, and so also now I can just sneak in some of my Pokemon snap photos if I really just well, need some decoration filler. Just There you go. So, I think one we'll of see. the uh, one of the things uh, too also we probably we have a fair we have a pretty wide range of of uh, age groups that listen to this show and so I want to just uh, very quickly um go you know go back in time for a second and talk about uh pokemon the original pokemon snap and and the feature that megan was just talking about how that like kind of came about so like way back when when they were blockbusters and i assume everyone knows what a blockbuster is you could go and rent videos from it and video games and whatever video pokemon company what is video rentals yeah uh, yeah i know that? Uh, and basically the pokemon company partnered with or nintendo partnered with uh blockbusters to put um you know, uh, kiosks basically in each of the stores that you could bring uh, your game uh, to and print out stickers of the photos that you took. And they were on binders and trapper keepers for a whole generation uh, of kids. And so that's um, that, that aspect of it. Uh, I think a lot of people remember fondly so much so that I just want to go like buy one of those uh, printers and like, glue it to the door of the abandoned blockbuster in my hometown and just like go to blockbuster to print my photos basically. <laughs> um, but I think it's uh, it, 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 so, so that to see that printer thing come is, is interesting. I wonder if there, if there is going to be a bigger play partnership there. Like I said, we've talked about it before, like, you know, your targets, your CVSs or whatever, there's gotta be some way to, uh, to, you know, I don't know, get a big partner on board. But anyway, if they don't, then whatever. And then you go buy, you buy the printer and go nuts. Yeah. I, um, I kind of got a feeling that it's going to be the, mm -hmm. the printer. I, I, I honestly think that the main issue, why we're not going to see a U.S. partner for this and a partner basically outside of Japan um, is, is it's, it's COVID. I think that there's still mm -hmm. a lot of hesitancy around having uh, in-person like thing getting people back into stores they they do right. not want a situation in which uh you know covid you know their covid protocols which vary from state to state and even city to city um mm -hmm. you know but range then, wildly and so i think right. i think we are probably not going to get that i do i do not think it is a matter of people not being interested in it i think it is a safety a safety yeah. issue I mean, Pokemon would hate nothing more than all of a sudden there to be headlines that saying, you know, you know, such and such number of kids get infected by COVID doing a Pokemon, you know, you know, 
printing pictures. Uh, the printer is an easy way, even though it is more of a buy-in. Um, and also, I mean, Japan, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if Japan does this. I mean, many of the metropolitan cities, Tokyo, Osaka, I mean, they just went to another emergency lockdown because yeah. uh, the rates are going up so high and their vaccination program just isn't um, coming in as quickly as they thought. So I think the printers is going to kind of be where it is. And maybe in two years, if there's like a lot of love for Pokemon, maybe uh, they'll do like a little mini thing. Or maybe if there's another U.S. Worlds or something like that, they'll have a printer there. That would be pretty sweet. Um, so, so we'll see. Nice. Uh, I think for me, one of the things I'm looking forward to in this game is like at its core or not at its core, but a big part of the original Pokemon Snap. And I, I don't know if I'm misremembering this, but it was it kind of was a puzzle game. Yeah. Right. It, in yeah. The, like, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, there were there were, th you know, things outside of just like seeing the ones that were just, uh, you know, out in the wild. Like there were things you needed to do to get the perfect shot uh, to make certain Pokemon appear and all that. And so I'm I'm kind of curious to see what the I don't want to say grown up version of that, because obviously this is a, a game intended for all ages. But I just mean, like, you can only do so much with the game mechanics in the N64 version. So to mm -hmm. see what you can do here uh, is, is one of the things I'm kind of looking forward to. Also too, uh, I'm kind of curious to see just how many, if many at all legendaries they include. Uh, <laughs> I think, Cause that's one of the things that, uh, you know, the, at the end of the first game, all we had at the time was Mew. And, uh, and that was, you know, I, man, I remember those credits just, you know, spamming photos trying to get every good shot i could of mm -hmm. uh of that thing um but uh but yeah no so i, I think that i think it's, i think you know uh, to on the flip side too because i know well unless christian you want to chime in here i don't know if you feel that may be telling or not so uh, well i i can't i obviously can't talk about specifics uh um, sure i i think that in terms i i i can, I can answer because of some of the stuff is publicly, you know, known. Obviously, there are legendary mythical Pokemon in this game. I'm not going to talk about how many. I maybe I don't know how many. Um, I will say um, that I have played a significant amount of the game, uh, like in terms of time. Uh, like basically, it is all I have done over the last week uh, and a half with my free time. Um, and I am still have not gotten everything. Like I, I can say, I can say that much. I, you know, that doesn't break any, anything at all. You mm -hmm. know, um, the, so this is a much bigger game than Pokemon snap. Let's put it that well, way. That's good. Um, I, I, I don't think it's, you know, that, that shouldn't break anything. Um, uh, <laughs> just to say, I mean, from, from what is publicly available, just mm -hmm. the uh, what courses have been shown in various commercials. Uh, there are more courses that we've seen than we've seen in the original Pokemon Snap. So that, that much is that much is known. Um, I, I I I think that um, you know I'm not allowed to give any <laughs> impressions or anything like that. But you know from what we've seen publicly. Um, answering your question about will there be puzzles to unlock different Pokemon and stuff like that. I mean, I can say that from the preview. Yes, there are. Um, there are certain things that you have to do to find certain Pokemon. I mean, we saw that in the publicly available previews. Um, yep. So um, for me, what I think will make or break this game are two things. Uh, one is their online functions. Uh, you know, how, 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 how much people make use of that. Um, yep. 
you know, and and the other thing is, is quite frankly, I will be very disappointed, and I I'm already setting myself up for disappointment here. Um, I will be very disappointed if this is a one-off game. Uh, if if this is all the new Pokemon Snap we get, um, mm. I I think this franchise, you know, the the I understand why the original franchise didn't go anywhere. Um, for one thing, Pokemon Snap was never meant to be a Pokemon game. It was originally designed for, as an entirely separate franchise, and they made the decision to um, kind of, um, you know, turn it into a Pokemon game relatively late in the process. Um, and so I, I understand why why it didn't become a thing. Uh, however, um, you know, the Pokemon company loves Pokemon Snap. Uh, we've we've Game Freak, the various heads of Game Freak have always talked about. Um, we would love if you know Nintendo made a new Pokemon set because they, they 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 Game Freak, you know, doesn't make the, this game. You know, the original one was made yeah. by HAL Laboratories. The new one is made by Bandai Namco. Um, ultimately, you know, it's it's Nintendo that licenses and you know that you know decides whether or not these these ones come out. So yeah. I think that one was you know that that that's one thing is you know I think there should be more new Pokemon Snap. Now, I don't know if that means, you know, DLC after the fact. I don't know if that means an entirely new game. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I think there's a lot more room for that sort of stuff. Um, I, I'm, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. That, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think for me, um, uh, the a sense of disappointment I will, I will probably get, or it will be disappointing for me is, um, you know, are like, like, like kind of what you said, the extent of the community features. Cause mm. I feel like that, like that's, that's really going to be one of the, the biggest thing. And look, we know Nintendo is not great with its, you know, online capabilities and whatever. And so that's the thing that kind of has me uh, a bit concerned because this is a game that feels like it is, you know, it, I, like I'm almost shocked that it wasn't a mobile game, right? Like I understand why it's not a mobile game, but the but like the inherent community features uh, of of what you would want to do with a game like this uh, has me, you know, just you know, kind of waiting to see. Wait, just kind of a wait and see. Um, will I still get? Will I still enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely, probably. Um, I'm excited to play it with my kid. Who you know? Who I think will will definitely uh, get a kick out of this. You know, she she likes the the mainline Pokemon games just fine, but she loves Pokemon, and I feel like this is way more up her alley as far as games that that she would want to play. And so I'm I'm all for for that. And so, um, so yeah. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, with that, let's get to the next topic before we uh, close out the show. Some old friends are coming back to the anime, and yeah. I can't wait. I mean, the anime just dropped like the biggest of surprises this, uh, <laughs> the, within the last couple days. So basically, in Japan, uh, they tend to kind of preview arcs at the last minute for what the next story arc for the show will be. So Pokemon Journeys kind of nowhere just put out this like fairly like a minute, minute and a half kind of trailer teasing what the next episodes of uh, Pokemon Journeys are going to be. So First of all, we were correct. They are about to kind of dive into DLC. So we're going to get a little bit of like Crown Tundra ideas of uh, looking for legendaries. We kind of got some scenery of that. Uh, Gary Oak showed up out of nowhere. So he's back. It has been a long time. It's been like 
black and white or something. He's he's been he's shown up in some like fantasy hallucination dream sequences, but he's not <laughs> shown up actually in person. He's been out kind of doing his professor internship. And as we saw in the trailer, Ash is about to be reunited with a lot of his old Pokemon, which fans have been, you know, asking for for so long. So we're gonna see obviously Charizard because you know. They're gonna I have to do Charizard. Uh, Bailey is coming. Charizard come back. Yeah, Grumpy Charizard. Uh, Bailey is gonna be there. Noivern is gonna be there. Uh, it seems like Ash is gonna have some battles with Infernape, which is great. Uh, for anybody, before you ask, Greninja was not shown. <laughs> so Greninja, <laughs> Greninja well, is still off doing his own little thing. But we do know that uh, we're gonna be seeing Iris soon, so we're getting some more callbacks to that kind of uh, timeline and region area. Um, so yeah, we're we're. We were right about a lot of our predictions. This is very bold for the Pokemon anime. Can, hasn't done this in a while. Can yeah. I ask a slightly morbid question? Sure. Yes. It's not going to stop you. Ash's Butterfree is pretty, like, it's probably dead, right? Just no, for, like, it's, it's butterfly yeah, life, no, butterfly it's, lifespans and whatnot being what they are. What I mean, we the... don't know the lifespan of the Butterfrees and no. Pokemon. It's, it I just mean, keeps stealing health from anybody that shows up. It's <laughs> been true. like one year. He's 11 years old. Yeah, he's, he's never age. when he's 10. So it's been like one year. No, he's not dead. Yeah, that timeline doesn't really... Time does not flow in, in terms of past <laughs> in, in, in Pokemon. There is no time flowing. So Butterfree is still living Butterfree's best life with all of his Butterfree friends. And uh, maybe we, at some point Butterfree shows up. We we I mean we saw we saw Ash's Butterfree. Uh, he was in the opening sequence. I think it was in back in Diamond and Pearl. I believe. Mm -hmm. um, you know him and the pink Butterfree were like seen. They kind of right. like did that during the opening sequence of that. Mm -hmm. um, you know uh, we 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 knew the Gary. You know you know we knew we've known for a while that Gary was coming back. Um, so you right. know that that wasn't the big surprise, but. You know, I'm. I was very happy that because you know I was really disappointed in Sun and Moon. Like you know, don't get me wrong. It was great that we got to see like Bulbasaur and Muck and Squirtle, and you know we got to see a few cameo appearances by a bunch of Ashes old Pokemon. But mm -hmm. um, you know, it, I was kind of disappointing that we didn't get to see you know Ash actually spend time with his old Pokemon. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, when I saw the preview image of Ash surrounded by a lot of his old Pokemon, um, I, that was like, oh, this is awesome. And then when it's like, no, he's bringing Infernape along. And I was yeah. like, I, I think that's great. You know, I, the, you know, that's the most they've, you know, because uh, Infernape, you know, is one of his, you know, his best mm -hmm. Pokemon. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, that was established back in Diamond and Pearl because, you know, Diamond and Pearl, which before he, you know, before the XY and Sun and Moon stuff, you know, Diamond Pearl was where he made his, uh, you know, deepest run in a Pokemon League. And that was one of his, you know, you know, that was one of his powerhouses. And, you know, uh, you know, it was that, and you know, it was Infernape, it was Sceptile, uh, you know, those and uh, Crocodile was another one. Um, so, you know, I was thrilled that we, mm -hmm. we've got to see, um, you know, all of those Pokemon, and not only that, you know, this this oh definitely opens the door for you know uh, maybe because yeah, here here's the here's the thing that you know kind of one of the things that bugged me about this entire Pokemon journeys to date is you know Ash is slowly making the climb to you know 
the you know in in the champions what well, I forget what they call it in the English dub but you know mm -hmm. he's he's slowly making the climb but he's he's not going to get there you know he he's he's not making the progress that he needs if he right. tapped into his very deep roster of uh Pokemon he 100% can make it and right. I, I I think that this this not only sets up for you know um Ash you know, it's it's not only a cool nod for fans. It also, um, you know, sets it, it brings a practical effect of like how how are we going to get to the point where Ash is going to battle Leon? I mean, mm -hmm. we know that yeah. Ash is probably not going to beat Leon, which is dumb. But we should at least be able to watch. That. I don't know. You say that, but I mean, hey, Ash Ash took the championship home in Alola. Um, and I mean, I think it's good to know that this is coming forward in Japan, at least. Uh, Iris is coming up in one of the next episodes, and she will be kind of fighting him for placement in that kind of championship league in Galar region for those points. Uh, so that's going to get, get rocked, that Iris. <laughs> yeah, Iris. I mean, but that's struggle. the thing, too, right? I mean, it, it would be weird that if, if Ash like were to beat Leon that he would have to assemble basically his super team uh, to, to do so. But like uh, for Leon of all people, but yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the things is like, you know, Leon and his unbeatable Charles. Like, I feel like this is like <laughs> getting set up to be like some sort of dumb Tobias situation, like in diamond <laughs> and pearl where it's like, you know, they, they've given, you know, they've gotten to the point that Ash is, um, you know, uh, like in that because in diamond and pearl it was like what else is there to do oh he's going to have to go and fight a mythical pokemon now and like you know yeah. it was great when it's like he beat dark raids like oh by the way he has other legendary and mythicals just like <laughs> aspect of it's like well screw this guy this guy's yeah. the worst yeah i mean uh, I, I have trouble imagining pokemon journeys doing that again but i mean speaking of kind of legendary mythicals the other part of all this announced was that we're getting uh obviously gary's coming back if you haven't watched the pokemon anime since like season one uh gary and ash aren't really rivals anymore basically gary was like all right i'm done i'm gonna become a pokemon professor uh like like professor oak and so he's been off training so in his upcoming return to the anime he's going to be helping ash and he's going to be helping go because basically they're going to be taking part in something called project muse they're going to be out looking for Mew, which is kind of goes entire shtick in life is he wants to meet Mew and stuff and in the process they're going to run into two completely new characters two trainers uh, who are likely going to become rivals to ash and go in this process of finding Mew. um so we don't really know anything about the character we have seen designs for them, uh, but basically they're going to be fighting Ash and go at every turn to find Mew and these uh, legendary Pokemon that they're probably searching for um, starting in the Crown Tundra. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, so, uh, you know, Zenpai in the, the chat going more of a super team. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like, he, you know, yes, Ash, Gengar, Dragonite, Lucario, Dragonfish, like he's got a super stacked team, but for in the, in the, the logic of the anime, it is basically Bush League compared to well, Ash's, obviously favorite. You know the the Pokemon that we all know and love as as his as his, his favorites. His current team also has some like major competitive weaknesses. Well, yeah, that's yeah, there, it's very, it is very unbalanced currently. So I would love, I mean, I would love to see you know in the kind of end game of this Ash 
bring out Charizard against Leon's Charizard. I mean, that's kind of the whole shtick. If that's honestly not what happens, I think I'm going to be furious. I mean, we, we kind of <laughs> have to see that happen. Uh, you yeah. don't get to bring back Charizard and not do this. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes, goes kind of through. I think at the very least, what would be cool is if, if we're doing this extended sequence of we're going to be battling legendary Pokemon uh, in the Crown Tundra, um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it would be cool if Ash, you know, brought in some of his old, you know, older Pokemon to do some of these battles. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. that Moltres Infernape is a really cool thing, and I hope they do more of that. But we'll see. I mean, this also could all happen in the course of one episode. So That's true. Yeah, I mean, true. I, I would agree, but they usually don't do trailers like this for a one-off episode. They'll usually just do a normal episode promo, which yeah. would be significantly shorter. Also, if you've seen the trailer, uh, which you can find on comicbook.com, we've written about it extensively. Uh, the animation quality of it is pretty solid. So it's, it's looking like it's going to be like a solid little arc. So I'm excited. Nice. All right. With that, Christian, let's get to the Pokemon fact of the week. Okay. Uh, this week we're talking about Dratini. And, you know, it's really funny talking, uh, looking looking at Dr- Dratini's um, original Pokedex entries because, um, uh, you know, legendary Pokemon and mythical Pokemon obviously have always been a part of the Pokemon game. However, uh, those words, legendary and mythical, uh didn't used to have the same weight as they uh, do now. Um, and uh, as as a point, the earliest Pokedex entries for Dratini, uh, you know, constantly refer to, you know, Dratini as a Pokemon thought to be a mythical Pokemon or a near mythical Pokemon because of its rarity. Now, obviously, that is a reference to the fact that you can not find Dratini in the Kanto region until the very end of the game. Um, but you know, it's, it's really funny in the context of what we know now about mythical Pokemon, which, you know, mythical Pokemon now are these like godlike Pokemon. And it's like, oh yeah. And here's an eel. Um, yes. So, uh, the, the other thing that an really, adorable eel, that's I, I, not, Dratini not, is adorable. I love Dratini. Dratini is what, you know, the, the Dratini line has always been one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, the other thing that cracks me up is Dratini. Uh, the name Dratini was a very late change uh, in the Pokemon franchise. Early English promotional uh, things, uh, uh, you know, had it called uh, as, uh, I believe it's Dragoon, um, mm. which is a combination of Dratini and Lagoon. Um, let me, I'm double checking that. But yeah, uh, that that is what Dratini was almost named. And it even made to, got to the point where, um, you know, when they were doing marketing for those original Pokemon games, that's, that's what it was known as. So obviously Dratini's a lot better, but uh, yeah, we almost got uh, Dragoon, yes, um, as as its name, which I, I don't think would have uh, done the whole like cutesy, cutesy Pokemon. Um, but yeah, you know, so that's Dratini. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it, it, that also feels, it also kind of feels like a retcon too. Cause I remember like, just like in the, obviously in the early stages, uh, you know, Dragonite, Dragonite to me feels like a pseudo mythical or a pseudo legendary mm-hmm. in a way. Right. That's like, it's, it's literally that's, that's what it's called. It's a pseudo. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Gem. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but like, but like, the term. but like it should be right. Like that's, but that's the thing, like just given it's, you know, I mean, I get it because like now that they've, they've, shown a whole bunch of them that it doesn't feel kind of as special but like i, I just love i just love dragonite 
Yeah, you know, Dragon Knight's a great Pokemon. Like, uh, you know, I I I appreciate the fact that one of the one of the consistent things that we have gotten in Pokemon um, is that we have gotten these pseudo legendaries every generation. And yeah. you know, they've always been pretty cool. Like, you know, I I don't think we've gotten a miss yet. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I will even include Gumi, and um, you know, you know, in in that. I, I love Gumi. I think Gumi is a great <laughs> Pokemon. Um, so good. The the middle evolution for Gumi is pretty weird, but uh, Gumi and Gudra, uh, great Pokemon. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I love the pseudo legendaries. I don't think there's a bad one in the bunch. I uh, I not to jump off this train, but before I I miss it, uh, Zenpai uh, dropped a comment. And goes, I want Ash to take five episodes looking for the footsteps in the tundra. And I would say, if this was uh, if the Pokemon anime was Dragon Ball. You sure as hell are getting uh, five yeah. episodes of Ash looking for the footsteps in the dungeon. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, it was good. Uh, but no, but so I, I just I, I have such fun. Like one of my favorite Pokemon cards uh, is the Rainbow Dragonite one from Fossil. Yes, is that word? Fossil, um, because that was one of uh, one of the first that i that i was i pulled i remember pulling from a pack um when like so obviously with my uh uh how uh, how i used to treat pokemon cards as a kid let's say right in <laughs> in, in uh, i remember for the first uh, the the first box of fossil that I ever bought first pack was rainbow drag was the rainbow dragonite. So that's why I have incredibly fond memories of that. I just feel like, Oh yeah. When I was a kid, I bought a box of Pokemon cards, but like, well, we all, yeah, know. We, well, all we all know, we all know how and why at this. Yes. Point. It's, it's because, <laughs> you know, you know, 10 year old Jim was living the entrepreneurial dream. Like, you know, that's right. Um, yeah. I basically, I was operating a card shop from my wagon. Basically. Uh, I speaking speaking of the original Pokemon cards, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this in a previous episode or not, but I, I went and bought myself um you know, I finally corrected something that I could never get as a kid. Uh I went and bought myself a base set Venusaur. Oh <laughs> the, nice. Um so you yeah. know, it, it came in the mail uh last week. Um like right the the day I got my COVID shot. <laughs> um there you uh, go. my second COVID shot. Uh it, it showed up in the mail and I I'm impressed. It was a it, you know, it's obviously not a first edition, but it's in like really good condition. Um yeah. like and it's you know, I'm I'm I I haven't decided if I'm going to get it graded or not. I probably won't just because mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. why. Um but yeah, it's like finally. I was like trying to explain this to my wife because my wife's like you you went to what? <laughs> uh, like, oh yeah no I, I bought a 20 year old pokemon card and she's like and how much does this cost i'm like yeah don't worry about this uh, uh and she's like she's like why did you do this i was like because i found my old pokemon cards and then i remembered how much i always wanted a venusaur and then i realized i have the money to buy myself a venusaur i'm gonna buy myself a venusaur card see she's like there you- there you go yes yeah Excellent so purchase. So yeah, so uh, cross that one off my list. Uh, I'm probably going to go and buy. <laughs> I'm going to go. And one of my next projects is going to be complete my base set collection of uh, Pokemon cards and kind of go from there. Because um, mm-hmm. you know I don't need them super graded or something like right. that. You know, yeah, yeah. one one of the big uh, we talked about this in a previous episode. One of the big kind of misconceptions I think people have about getting you know you know filling out their vintage Pokemon card collections is that it's expensive. It's not the cheapest. Um, 
you know, like I don't think you're going to find a good condition Charizard card for less than like a hundred or a hundred and fifty dollars. But everything else is basic. Yeah, everything else is pretty mm -hmm. reasonable. You know, you can get, you know, as long as you don't mind that they're not graded, which, you know, if if you're not trying to spend, you know, if you're not trying to uh, flip these cards for a lot of money, who cares yeah. if they're graded or not? Um, yep. You you can get all these cards still pretty easily. I I was like shocked. I was like, oh, done. I I found a card that meets my quality needs, and boom, I I have it. So yeah, go if you if you are like me and uh, were a poor kid who didn't have money to get you know you know apparently you know wasn't fleecing you know grannies outside of Jersey casinos. Um, you know, uh, go go and. Go, go and, you know, get that base set collection. <laughs> All right. All right. With that, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I was very quickly just going to see if uh, we got any new reviews uh, since the last one and does not look like it. So in that case, uh, here comes uh, the guilt trip. If you have not yet left a review on iTunes, please go do so. It's the best way to help support the show. Then second best way to help support the show is when we go live on Twitch, uh, you know, retweet us, tweet, you know, tell your friends about it and like, you know, try and get the, the word out that way. Uh, if you're, if you've got, you know, if you're in circles of other Pokemon fans and things like that, we definitely love having all of the new people who have showed up this week. So thank you all for, uh, for coming. We hope you come back next week for all, uh, the vets keep doing what you do. We <laughs> We, we appreciate it. Uh, otherwise, you can find the show wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Pandora, you, you name it, we're, we're, we're there. Uh, otherwise, if you want to uh, get involved, on, uh, just want to chat to us outside of the show, at Pokemon Pod CB is the uh, Twitter handle for the, the show. Otherwise, you can find me at Jim Viscardi. You can find me on Twitter at Megan Peters CB. And I am at C Hoffer C Bus. It's Pokemon Snap Week, folks. We hope uh, we hope you get it so we can talk all about it next week. We'll catch you later.